0: Let's go, let's go. Talk Radio. You can listen into to the show tonight on www.toontalk.co.uk or you can call the show direct or 191 538 9781. Well, it's going to be a fun packed show, a quick one tonight with Newcastle playing Everton Football Club. I've had a few technical difficulties tonight, with my, that's my fault though, but I'm going to bring in my main guest this evening, chief sports writer of the Sunday people, proud son sort of Birmingham, user his and he also gets in trouble, which case it's, it's mirror.co.uk. Good, in, good evening, Neil Moxley, how are you? Good,
1: good evening, Andrew, I'm fine, thank you. I'm just, uh, looking forward to tonight's game, actually.
0: <laughs> Should be a good one, shouldn't it?
1: Absolutely, yeah, and uh, I, I am a betting man, I do like a bet, and um, I think I'm past uh, pre- well, recent evidence, I, I do fancy your boys tonight.
0: Yeah, I think uh, for the first time in a long time, obviously we're on the back of four wins on the trot, which is unheard of when it comes to Newcastle. <laughs> But um, I think with everything that's going on with, with the club, obviously the takeover now talk will start, and we've had Rafa uh, talking about what he wants uh, from the owner. It's been an interesting last couple of days, and but obviously for you to get started in the in the newspaper business, uh, what, what, what was it like? Was it easy? Was it did you know somebody? Or did you find it difficult? Because I used to write um, a bit myself for, uh, on. Um, in washington dc in america oh. uh, just with regards to uh washington uh with sky Very sports good. so i must admit it's, it's not easy uh it's probably easier on video than what it is actually writing the words down so uh, how did it start for you and um,
1: well i mean i you know my, my i i'm a third generation sort of sports reporter my 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 grandfather i didn't actually know um was uh, started the business um started a freelance business in the midlands actually he mm. uh Taught himself to read and write he was the son of a, a son of a minor and um, and then basically uh, he, he he died and my dad basically took it over when he was 20 um, and then you know people in the business know that uh, he had a, a, an alcohol problem and uh, mm-hmm. he sadly died when he was 40 and then there was a hiatus of about 10 years while I was sort of uh, coming through the ranks doing my exams and then I sort of followed in uh, their, their footsteps so um I did actually go and work for a management consultancy for six months, decided I didn't like it, went back to college, did my journalism uh, exams, and uh, I basically worked my way up, did a weekly newspaper, regionals, and then to the national. So it's been, a, it's been a fantastic journey, really, Andrew, and, and people say I wouldn't change I would change it, some of it, to be perfectly honest yeah, of with you. Course, but, yeah. <laughs> um, it's been a wonderful journey in football. You know, being it, it's, it's had its moments. It's, it's, uh, I'm sure anybody in our, in our game will tell you it's a lifestyle choice. It's something you don't uh, clock on it. Nine o'clock and come away at, at five thirty. You know you're pretty much always on the hamster wheel. But you know, listen. You know, people give their right arm to do the job I've been doing for the last uh, for the last 25 years, and it's been fantastic fun. And um, you know, um, I lived up in the north east for a couple of years when I was with the Daily Star back in the days when um, the crossover when Kenny Dalglish, Rude Hullett, and um, then Sir Bobby came along. So um, you know, I've got fond memories of it, and and it's a special every. You know, it's a special place. Yes, I'm a Brummie. And, um, you know, I did actually think it was an urban myth that anybody, everybody in the North talked about fo- morning, noon, night about football. And then I went and lived up there for two years and found out it wasn't an urban myth. And that everybody does talk about football nonstop. And it's, um, it was, a, like I say, it was a wonderful two years because I'm, I know I shouldn't mention the word, but your neighbours down the road were flying. Mm. Um, at the time, and um, Middlesbrough uh, were also in the top flight, and I lived in Yarm, which I know, is, strictly speaking, isn't the North East, but you'll have to forgive me. Posh pit. I think have
0: to yeah, it.
1: and um, but no, it was, it was a wonderful time, and I, I look back, I look back on it with a great deal of fondness. You know, Newcastle were in Europe at the time as well, and uh, we had a few European trips and 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 a good laugh and good times. So yeah, it was uh, like I say, I wish nothing nothing but good good wishes and nothing but uh, you know, since I was up there because everybody was extremely friendly, helpful and you know you never, you never meet a posh and I say that um, I say that with a, a massive de- degree of respect
0: yeah I think um, you know the, the people obviously you used the people the other papers you know the, War, but the people really was um, especially when I was growing up it, it was the one paper you would get um, it's funny actually I think the Daily Stars you know breaks a lot of stories days, days as well but I think that the people because of the the, the weekend of you know gossip, what's going on, especially with Newcastle and various other clubs. It was always the paper um, that would break stories kind of straight away. Like uh, when you, when you were here, did, did you find the uh, like I I think personally well, now that, obviously I'm living here for four years after being in America, but it is very political. There seems to be a, um, a lot of things happening, like especially with Rafa and the the club. There's stories coming out. and, uh, and yeah. unfortunately, I mean,
1: look, it's, look Andrew. There are certain football clubs in in my experience, mm. you know, where there's always always something going on. Um, and um, but my own club, Birmingham City, is what is one of them, you know. And uh, I think Cardiff's another one. Um, mm. And I have to say, probably right at the very top of the tree is, is Newcastle United. There is always, there always seems to be, even when it's you know it's supposedly quiet. You know, there's always something going on behind the scenes. Um, I don't know whether that's because it's um, you know one club city or whether or not it's you know it's a village up there or, or or what, but there always seems to be something going on. There's never a dull moment, you know, regarding Newcastle United. I just think it's one of those football clubs that you know just uh, you know because of the size of it, you know attracts a lot of attention. And obviously there's a lot of gossip, and all the players sort of living in and around you know the the area because it is you know in, despite what people say about it, it's a, it's a, an unflinchingly Beautiful part of the world to live. Um, so you know, you know, any player that w- that goes up to Newcastle, he's not going to be, you know, found wanting. He's not going to be found wanting for lovely places to, to go and visit and things to see and do because it's fantastic up there. Yes, it's a bit cold every now and again, but, you know, can't have everything. But, um, no, it, you know, I just think it's one of those football clubs and, and yes, there's, there's always plenty going on and, of course, even though you're safe, there's still something going on, isn't there, at the moment with Rafa and, and uh, Amanda Staveley and the takeover and... Demand for, demand for more money from the owner and yeah so yeah it, it's just one of those football clubs which is great really for for a newspaper reporter and, and people <laughs> like yourselves.
0: Yeah, I think um, the, the I think when it came to the, the Christmas time when, when he turned around and said, you know, um, he wants to sell it and he but he, he said he obviously said it early in the season I want to sell it by Christmas. With when you're dealing with this guy, more or less it might it, to me it might not sound. That, oh, it has to be sorted now. It has to be by that time frame. But with him, when he says it, that's kind of what he wants to do. And he, he gets upset when he doesn't, you know, it doesn't come the way he expects it. Yeah, but, I mean,
1: um, do, you, do you know what? I mean, he's a real he's a real enigma in terms of um, football club owners. And I, and and the reason I use that that sort of phrase is because it's very very difficult to actually second guess what his motives are. Yeah. You know he came out at the start of last uh, sorry at the start of this season and did an interview didn 't he, with the, after his ten years you know in time and said you know i 'll stand, stand aside if anybody 's got wants to really invest in the football club um, and yet it's, yet lo and behold somebody somebody appeared and did want to invest in the football club, and all we 've had really is you know obfuscation and um, you know it's not enough money, and you know they're not bidding enough. And I, d- I don't really understand. I don't really understand what his end game is really, because uh, does he? Uh, if he really wanted out of the football business, uh, Amanda Staveley's credible. Uh, she saved Barclays Bank back in the da- back in the financial midst of the financial crisis, so she's clearly got access to funds. Uh, she's clearly you know made an offer of sorts. I think it's been the only one concrete one on the table. Um, and I'm sort of looking at it, wondering really why Mike, Mike Ashley's not moving to one side. And um, you know he's had three or four months now. Yeah, I think he played Russian roulette with respect to you know whether or not Newcastle would go down. He hung on. He's you know he's going to get full value for it because it will be a Premier League club next season. Um, so I'd, like I say, I, I really don't I don't understand what his motives are unless he's waiting to see if there's anybody else waiting in the wing, you know uh, you know in the wings ready to match Stavely's offer or increase it but um, the delay certainly isn't doing anybody any good uh, and, you know, the clock is ticking, really.
0: Have you heard about... I keep on hearing... Of the, the, like, it wasn't a massive story, but you keep on hearing that there are other, um, other you know, people interested in buying the club and uh, I think somebody's just probably laughed his arse off in um, Dubai when I said that. But uh, I think when it comes down to Newcastle United, if... Is is there any rumor? Have you heard anything about other investors? Well,
1: interested? I mean, because the only other the only other uh, the only other story that was sort of doing the rounds was that the that the, uh supposed counter bidders were from China. That's what that's what I heard. But there was no uh, there was never any names put to that I that I understood uh, to be the case. You know, and I'm slightly surprised, uh, really. Uh, you know that. Uh, that it was in the Sunday Mirror actually, our sister paper, a couple of weeks ago, written by John Richardson, that the that yeah. the talks of talks were back on. Yeah. Excuse me, that um, that they were it was sort of being publicised by one side or the other. Yeah. Clearly, somebody wanted the news out there, um, and I and I find that strange because to my mind, you know, the deals, the best deals, are the ones that you nobody ever nobody hears of, and then all of a sudden there's just an announcement on the club website saying that club that you know that club a club A has been sold and, um, you know, everybody eagerly awaits you know, details of the new owner and, you know, he's hoping that they've got, you know, the finances to, to take the club forward. Um, it always strikes me as strange when people do... I mean, I know I am operating in, in a public arena, but generally speaking, if people want these deals to stay, to stay um, under the radar, that is very much where they stay, particularly with respect to the sale and purchases of big football clubs. So I'm slightly surprised that it's come out again you know, in the last couple of weeks that you know talks are ongoing. I would have assumed that talks were ongoing, to be perfectly honest. Um, and I, it is my understanding that you know um, Amanda Staveley remains interested in buying the buying the football club and that they are talking figures. But um, again, it's um, I don't think the lady's going to be messed around a third time, a second time. You know, if it doesn't happen this time, I think they, I think she, I think she's intent on buying a football club for whoever um, whoever her backers are at PCP Capital Partners. And uh, and I think they will probably move off, and uh, and have a look down the list and see see what else is available.
0: Yeah, I, I, obviously when it comes to her being credible, um, I think it's it's been out there, hasn't it? That she's she's made a ten amount of three bids, which is which is great, really. You know, at least it shows interest. It shows that you're ready to go. I think because he's got, a th- I think playing Russian roulette, he's not good at it, it? <laughs> and I think. Um, I think you, to have that third relegation when you, obviously when you, when you hear him talking, um you know I think the interesting thing for me is the, the back channel now when it comes to when it comes to rafa you, you've you've met you've probably met him Rafa, whats your, what's your thoughts on him and because obviously again it, this message he's talking about yesterday about what what he wants to do is a clear message to us because we want the same thing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Listen, I haven't. Do you know what I've got? Um, I sort of looked at his record at Liverpool, and mm-hmm. and you know, and he sort of was having high, high regard, but I didn't really have a lot to do with him, to be perfectly mm-hmm. frank. And then um, sort of, you know, sort of like uh, moved on to the people and had a more national brief. I was mainly concerned with the Midlands at the time, so I didn't really have a lot to do with him. But then sort of like watched him in operation at Chelsea, where I thought he did a fantastic job. You know, they won two trophies in the end. Uh, despite the fact that the majority of the punters there didn't, you know, at the start, you know, weren't weren't having a bar of him, um, and then they, and then I think he did a smashing job at, at, at Napoli, and then again he came back to the UK, and um, he's, I can only say he's, he's really gone up in my estimation. It would have been easy for him to have walked out of Newcastle United when they were relegated, but he didn't, for a f- for a, for a few reasons. The majority, you know, the main ones were I do actually believe. That he is, you know, we wanted to return the club to the championship, and I think it's been an I think it's been an under under celebrated achievement actually. It's very hard. I mean, you know, look at your near-rivals um, down the road. You know, yeah. they dropped out of the of the um, they dropped out of the, the Premier League 12 months ago. Not only have they struggled to, um, not have, have they failed rather to make any sort of fist at all at promotion. They've actually been relegated with two matches of the season to play. You know, and, and Benitez by. Um, by comparison, Sunderland fans might, you know, balk at this, but you know, he, he, uh, and balk at the fact that you're not comparing like we like. But he, not only did he sort of steady the ship, and it does take it out of football clubs. You know, you, you know yourself. It's you not the first time Newcastle been relegated from the from the Premier League. It takes it out of the, takes it out of the uh, the club. There's a little bit of uh, energy and life goes out of it. So to actually return them at the first time of asking, in my opinion. Was a was a like I say an, an under celebrated achievement and uh, and and to be honest with you I'm I'm really pleased that the club's actually stayed has actually stabilised and stayed up but again you know I would I would I would sort of counter that fact by saying referees the glue that's holding things together and I I do honestly believe that you know if he was to walk out where would Mike where would Mike actually find himself then you know yes it's a, a very you know attractive football club it, it will always be a very attractive football club to managers. But not everybody 's got the strength I mean you know I was looking down your your results this season just before I came on air Andrew, and mm-hmm. you know there was a period of um, between the end of October and the middle of December yeah. where you won, where you won one match you won, sorry, you only drew one match out of nine in the Premier League now, when I was up in the northeast you know if that had, if that had mm-hmm. happened they 'd have been absolutely you know they 'd been absolutely bawling the, 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 you know they're sh- screaming from the rooftops of the Gallagher you know it, but it, it, you know, they, they, they didn't do that the fans to their eternal credit they've bought into it they've seen I think what Raffle was trying to do and I think they've, they've, they've basically given him time to turn it round and he's delivered upon it and I think I actually think the whole football club and particularly the support base because it can't be very it's not very nice Newcastle United should be competing with the likes of Arsenal, you know, in Everton, by right, not not playing catch up with them, and um, I, I think the support base deserves a huge pat on the back as well.
0: Yeah, I must admit, when it, when it comes to we have I have John Richardson on the show a lot actually. Yeah. yeah and I, I remember when he came on, you know, he, he was of the opinion that you know something's happening, and when he did put the article put the article out, he got absolutely pelters from certain areas of of the fan base, and i and I was quite surprised. Cause... I say, listen. You know, he's a stand-up bloke, and you know, everything he says is is always on the money. And I, and it's, I never, I never understood it because you know, it's like, it's like, You get a story set out of Newcastle, bada bing, bada bing. You're on the, you're, you're printing away. You're doing everything. You're doing your business. It's, you're, you're putting it out there. You can only go with with what people tell you. When it, yeah,
1: absolutely. John's, John's a good rapport and I defend his right to the hilt to, so yeah, exactly. you, you know, put it out there. If, if that's what you know, he's he's found out, then good good luck to him, I've got absolutely no problems with it, and you know, you know, people sort of, you know, you, uh, somebody sent me a, a nasty email today, because I, you know, I, I, I wrote something about Manchester City, but, but then, I'm, you know, I'll write a lot about Manchester City, you know, I mean, you've, you've got to have a thick skin, you know, and it's not crack reading some of the stuff people reply to you, but then, you know, uh, put yourself in, in our shoes. You know, I, you know, I've got. You know, if it was a story about Sunderland, would you want to read it? If it was a story about Middlesbrough, would, would you want to read it? Well, the answer is yes, isn't it? Mm. So, you know, we're, we're actually, and my money, my, my wages aren't paid by, you know, aren't paid by Newcastle United or, you know, latterly, you know, Aston Villa or Birmingham City or wherever it is. You know, I'm, I'm paid to try and find things out, as is John. So I absolutely defend his right to to, to publish it. So mm. it, it it is what it is, unfortunately.
0: I think when it comes to like when he said about when he said about Rafa. Um, I actually found with the fact like it, it obviously cleared up a lot, lot out of him, even though with, when I was safe, because um, the, the the way, normally he puts his, you know he puts his glasses away and that's become a thing. Yeah. Well, when he wins a game, he puts glasses away. Right, yeah. <laughs> people, people like people be like to say that, but um, he normally he goes done. he doesn't really go on the pitch that much when the matches ended, he, but last week I found that he went to... All corners of the ground, speak to all the players, and you could tell it took. So, the fact that he has kept up with it, you know, obviously get side because it's it's a class as a champion, a championship team. But a lot of players in that team, uh, have come from the Premier Premiership or uh, other clubs like you know, especially Jamal sales come from from uh, Nottingham Forest. You've got uh, Matt Ritchie come from Bournemouth, who were in the Premiership. So there, you know, Dummett's always been a Premiership player. So there are players in that team that Newcastle that he's managed to eke out, you know, greatness really. Because with with this manager, you've got a Championship, you know, uh, you've got a a Champions League manager. Absolutely, listen,
1: absolutely. And and I think it was, um, you know, I went, I I was most impressed actually. I went to the, I went to a couple I've been to a few games this season, but for half an hour, you know, the opening half an hour at Manchester United. You know, the, the side was vibrant. I mean, United were a tough nut to crack at home uh, under Mourinho. But, you know, Newcastle were vibrant. They were at it. They deservedly took the lead. And it was a shame, actually, they conceded the second goal just on the, uh, the stroke of half-time because it might have been interesting to see how the how the second half had padded out with, with United having to go forward and leaving gaps because, you know, there's good energy. There's good organisation. You know, the, 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 the side is filled with players who will be far better off for having had a season working under Benitez and having had a season in the Premier League. And I'm talking about the likes of, you know, um, Yedlin. I'm talking about the likes of, Mm -hmm. um, you know, Florian Lejeune, for instance. Mm -hmm. You you know, it's his first year in in the Premier League. And and unless they are top, 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 top players, I've always been of the opinion that it takes um, foreigners a year to settle into the Premier League. Mm -hmm. So I expect to see an improvement from, you know, from him. I think the the arrival of the goalkeepers had a big impact. Yeah, I know really. that Benitez was quite, in, you know, was was desperate to get Caballero, Caballero in, mm. and couldn't for whatever reason. Never yeah, understood
0: so, that one actually. Never understood that
1: one. Yeah, I know, but I I think the point is he, he didn't quite, you know, he didn't quite he, without. He's never actually blamed them to his credit. Mm. I don't think he actually, you know, uh, quite liked the. Was ever quite confident in the two keepers that he he sort of has mm. alternated with this season. You know, Shelby. Written about him a few times. Really love the kid. And do you know what? I saw Newcastle lose five at Chelsea a couple of years ago under Mister McLaren, and um, you know he was, he, 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 you know he clearly can play uh, Mister Shelby, but he just wasn't interested at all in getting goal side of the ball when Newcastle didn't have it. You know, but I've seen a different side to him. You know, in the last, particularly in the last few months, and I think that's that. I think the manager deserves credit for that you know, plugging the guy into a system, making sure he lives up to his responsibilities, you know, and and everybody all of a sudden, he's talking about him as being a potential England player, and and for the record, I would take him. I think he, you know, I think he's he's got a range of passion that I think would benefit England. So, you know, I mean, yeah, we're we're just talking around it and saying Benitez is in a good place, Newcastle United are in a good place, and and I think if he stays, and do you know something, Andrew? I think he will. I think, you know, even if Ashley... Stay, you know, rebuffs whatever attempts that um, Amanda Staveley and whoever else, you know, sort of like um, appears out of the woodwork. I think Benitez will stay. Um, I don't I think, think he'll stay another million. season unless things change. But I think he'll stay until the end of his contract.
0: Well, I think the five. Like I, I found out this out today, but um, I didn't realise it. But the five million, because obviously if somebody wants to buy his contract for next season. Um, it ends next season, but it actually ends in the summer his contract. So I've always been the believer. I think Pete Grace from Sky Sports put out, put out there, he said, I think when when West Ham were interested uh, in, a, in a manager, he said that the a 5 million, uh, five million price tag on Rafa Benitez. And if somebody pays it, he's allowed to, to talk to him because he had been linked. I think he would act, actually accepted the West Ham job a while ago, but because he got offered to be a Madrid job, they let him out. Mm. So uh, that five million ends in the summer, just before I think it's either just before the transfer window or after, just after the transfer window, that he, he's actually kind of a free agent.
1: So yeah, uh, I mean, he, my understanding is that you know if, if anybody comes and pays a six, I think mm-hmm. it's six, I, I thought it was six million, maybe maybe five. What's a million be, between friends, eh? But um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, listen, if somebody comes along and, and pays that money, then. Quite frankly, I think that's the biggest. I think that's the biggest um, threat to Newcastle United's newfound stability is the fact that you know another football club, and you know when you've got the likes of, and I just pluck his name out of thin air. I'm not, I'm not digging the guy out. Good luck to him, you know. But if you're pre- if you're Crystal Palace and you're prepared to pay, you know, Christian Benteke 120,000 pounds a week. Which is, you know, the six million a year. You know, then you are, then you must be prepared to pay six million, a six million pound, what is in effect, managerial transfer fee, to get a bloke in who will, you know, potentially protect your Premier League interests and, again, potentially take your football club forward during the course of the next two or three years. You know, and it's, you know, you're talking about such vast sums of money these days, Andrew. That, mm-hmm. quite frankly, six million for somebody that will guarantee you uh, a seat at the um, you know, the or a, gold, a ticket to the golden lottery, as it were. Is, is, I hate to say this, but you know, it's it's chicken feed, really, isn't it? Especially when you're talking about the size of um, the organisations these days that Chelsea, Manchester City, Man United, Newcastle United have 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 become.
0: Yeah, I think uh, the one club I I, you know, I always got a bit nervous about was Everton because obviously he lives in that, he lives in that area and. They've got. Well, they call him Big
1: Sam, don't they? but a lot of people up here call him a Big Sham. So, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I think they've got their own. Um, you know, I saw them in the Merseyside derby, and it was very interesting yeah. afterwards that um, mm-hmm. uh, Mr. Allardyce came out and just accentuated every single positive he could possibly find, mm-hmm. and um, just ignored any of the negatives because um, uh, the, the punters aren't having him at the moment up there. They they couldn't turn on the team because it was a Merseyside derby and it was Liverpool and all the rest of it, but. I don't think... Um, it'd be interesting if the first goal goes against them tonight. Um, you know, and, and like I say, it'll be uh, interesting to see what happens. Could be, But I, I just wonder whether or not, with respect to Everton, um, that, the, you know, he did actually famously, you know, refer to them once as a, you know, a small club. I wonder if they... <laughs> for, for me, if I was an Everton fan, I'd like anything better than to get him on board um, because I think he would, genu- he would, he would genuinely bring together... A football club that at the moment has lost its way a little bit. There's not, um, you know, it seems to be a disconnect between the the owners there, the the manager, and the supporters. Um, You know, in the way that Benitez has brought everybody together at Newcastle. Um, We don't hear any stories anymore about Mike Ashley, particularly, do we? And you know, everybody seems to be singing off the same hymn sheet. You know, and long might continue.
0: Yeah, because obviously when when I heard him talk about what he wants to do and win trophies and. Get, you know, look to try and hit the top ten every single season. You know, he's, he's a guy that's got a plan. I think you're right when it comes to the the fact that he's got these th- the players. You know, cause, you know, he's because he, he lives and breathes football, doesn't he? Neil? He's he's one of these fellows that you know you can you keep on hearing, don't you? They go in for a five minute chat, and then two hours later they come oh, out. I,
1: honestly, and, I've been out to, I've been out, I was uh, you know privileged enough to be on, on the same lunch table as him once. You know, and he's uh, you know all he talks about. You know, he's you know he's a bit a bit arse and vengerish in that respect. You know, the guy lives, breathes, eats football. You know, sleeps football, and he wants to stay. You know, I think the other the other big thing is I think he wants. You know, he likes being a coach. He likes. I don't think it, You know, I've just had a look at his his recent quotes about you know wanting to be on the on the training pitch. I think the guy gets off on improving players and winning football matches. And do you know what, Andrew? I think he's a winner you know and that's why you know i think i think i think it hurts and that's why i think it's even more to his credit that he stayed put because he is a winner he can he has managed you know he has managed real madrid he has managed liverpool he hasn't managed newcastle united these are blue ribbon football clubs mm-hmm. you know chelsea these are blue ribbon football clubs with big name players and and benitez has has, has managed them and, and and done a pretty certainly done i think in the last 5 years has done a good as good a job as anybody uh, in world football, in terms of uh, in the res- the results uh, given the resources he's he's had at his disposal.
0: Yeah, I think it's uh, it's always been one of them things and Newcastle needs a, a guy with big balls and big ambitions to run Newcastle. It's the only way to do it. Um, the fact that we've always had to make do with you know, especially Pardew, especially when he's only good enough for for one year. But uh, get, getting back to the point that you made about Arsene Wenger, um, that to me has been like I I don't well you can tell you can tell me, but when it comes to Arsenal and their fans, what they're asking for to me as a Newcastle fan, I mean uh, you know, if somebody said to me the other day, Well if 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 Rafa went to Arsenal, we would love to have um Wenger to come our way as, as a direct replacement. And I was I have been thinking about this all day but but I think he when it comes to when it comes to Wenger, he did make a mistake two years ago. He wins the FA Cup. Job done get out of dodge, because, you know, these fans, and let's be honest, when you watch, every time I hear them, and I talk about them, they always seem to say the same thing, you know. They're keyboard warriors. So I can, so I can imagine why these Man City fans had a pop at you, because, yes. um, on a story, because we know fine well when you go that ground, there's literally silence most of the time. It's just like an arsenal. They haven't got the the gumption to go to match you know, if they want to say something in the match, fair enough, but they have, they, you know, they, they,
1: they're sort of spoiled, are Yeah, they yeah, really? well, I, yeah, I mean, I, I put a tweet out there a few weeks ago about the, the guy who broke down on the radio, you know, the, the Arsenal fan, you know, <laughs> but he feels that, you know, he wants to start, he wants to try and support Coventry City, you know, ninth biggest yeah. club, you know, ninth biggest city in England, yeah. you know, and a, a football club in the fourth tier, you know, it's, a, it's, it's quite frankly an outrage what's happened to that football club. But you know, if he wants something to cry about, he wants to go and support the not so super sky blues. You know, I mean, but yeah, to a certain extent. I mean, I suppose it's the same. You know, you know, when Newcastle, Newcastle the glory you know, you know, 20 years ago, you know, when they were routinely, you know, challenging for the title, you know, there was there would have been a, you know, I remember again, you know, you know, it's managing expectation, isn't it? It's another sort of art of the managerial. Um, sort of spectrum of skill set that that people need to have. You know, it's managing the expectation of Newcastle United supporters, and um, that's why I think they deserve some uh, some praise for for buying into um, what Benitez has done. Um, it, it, again, it's with you know. I remember Charlton, Charlton Athletic fans saying about Alan Kurdi, but well, he's taken, you know, he's taken he's taken he's taken the addicts as far as he could. Well, you know. <laughs> Ninth, eighth, ninth in the Premier League doesn't look so bad from where they are now. Do you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. it's all about what expectations you, you have, and I do think that there will be a. Uh, I do think that there may be Arsenal may be hit with a bit of a cold shower unless they get a real a real top name in that, that really knows the business, that really knows his business and really understands, mm-hmm. you know, the marketplace they're operating in. Because Arsenal Football Club have pretty and have uh, pretty much been protected by Arsene Wenger over the last twenty odd years. He's he's given them Champions League football virtually every year that he's been there. He's paid for a stadium, um, and he's produced some of the most exciting football teams, okay, not not recently, but they've always played football they've always, you know, played football and had a go. It's it's really, okay, they've fallen a little bit short of, you know, the likes of Manchester City who are backed by the you know, finances that Matt your eyes water and Manchester United have always been a big deal and always will be. You know, so and Chelsea also sort of, as David Dean once said, you know, um, the old Arsenal chairman, you sort of their tank on, of their tank on outside Highbury and was were firing 50 pound notes at them. You know, I mean, so I do think that there might be a, a cold shower hitting hitting Arsenal, but again, I come back to the fact that. It's going to be about managing expectation, and, and I think bringing it back to Newcastle United. Which I think it's another thing that Benitez has done well, and, and and again, I come back to the supporters. Another point, very quickly, I wanted to make, Andrew. You know, I looked at the, you know, I, di- I didn't watch all of the the, the game you had against uh, against Arsenal, but I watched the majority of it, and one of the stats I pulled out at the end was the fact that you, you know Newcastle had had 28 percent of possession. Well. You know, it takes, you know, the punters have got to buy into what Benitez is doing. The players have got to do it. And and in the end, you know, it came up, you you came up trumps. Everybody, you know, was, was you know, flying and singing from the rooftops and all the rest of it. But back in the days when I was in the North East, Newcastle United having 28% of possession. You know, it, it was unheard of. And I, that's why I say I think the punters deserve a lot of credit for, for buying into what it is that, that Benitez is is trying to do.
0: Yeah, exactly. I agree. It's, I think um, it personally, because I've, I like the way that um, Arsenal play and obviously watching Newcastle is different, like you said, with, in the previous years, um, I, I do hope that Arsenal do stuff a bit more because they need to, I think, just to give them a bit more re- realism to what they actually yeah, I mean, look,
1: I don't, I don't wish. I'm not going to, you know, come on, come on there and, and start to say no. But, but you know, I do. Th- like I say, there is, there is a, there is, you know, there may be, you know, there was a, there was a big section of Arsenal's fans that wanted Arsene Wenger to go. Well, you know, the, 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 the it's not all the grass isn't always greener, mm-hmm. you know, not in foot, and certainly not in football. You know, Um if you go looking, you don't need to go looking for problems in football. Because they'll find you anyway, won't they? You know, you know that as a, a Newcastle United supporter. I certainly know it as a Birmingham City one. You know they, that, that my lot sat Gary Rowe when they didn't need to, and it's been what, it's been calamitous since then. But you know, it's like I say, you don't need to go looking for problems in football. And, and, and you know, Wenger's produced some fantastic sides over the years. And I just wonder whether or not in twelve months' time, whether some of those Arsenal fans that were so determined to get him out um, might, 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 might be thinking otherwise
0: yeah it's going to be an interesting pre- it's going to be an interesting end of season interest in uh, world cup and an interesting window thanks very much as ever uh, neil moxie it's been a absolute pleasure having you on loved it and hopefully get you back again soon thanks very much it's neil. I appreciate been it. my
1: pleasure thank you for having
0: thanks me on take care mate take yeah, care bye-bye well that was a great chat with uh, neil moxie from the, the chief sports of the sunday people Been get trying to get neil on for, for ages what a fantastic chat that was um, I really appreciate Neil coming on there, I've had a few technical difficulties my end, so I'm just p- pleased that think like you guys to come on and have a good chat about everything regarding to Newcastle United. Well, I'm going to bring in my next guest this evening, and that is Chris Parry from Texas. Good evening, Chris, how are you?
2: Good evening, Andrew. How are you doing, sir?
0: I- I'm alright, not too bad. Well, that was a great chat with uh, Neil Moxley from the, the Sunday People, the chief sports writer for that, so not too shabby to have him on the show, eh? Absolutely,
2: absolutely. You're moving on and moving up in the world, big man.
0: <laughs> well, you know, I can, I can, I can, only try. I've had a few technical difficulties tonight uh, with my, uh, with my computer. So, but I finally got him on. And uh, so, interesting game tonight, right? Um, uh, obviously, all the pressure is seemingly on um, Everton, and obviously the background yeah, I... of takeover talk again uh, this this week.
2: Yeah, what a difference. I mean the, now the takeover talk's not gonna matter at all. It's just the guys are gonna be flying, they're gonna be full of confidence. Everton fans are ready to revolt, uh, you know, on on uh, on on you know Big Sam. But uh it's it's interesting. It's I I do believe that, that Newcastle's gonna I think they're gonna win. I mean, remember when they played last time, Newcastle was really, really poor and Everton the only reason why they scored is because of uh it was Carl Darlow. Remember I think he flummoxed I think he flubbed the ball in the box or something, and that's how, that's how Wayne Rooney got in. I am always worried about Wayne Rooney. You there? Yeah,
3: I'm still here. When it comes
0: yeah, so, to... Uh... Yeah, so I'm always worried about him because he just seems like he's pulled
2: against the mad fights for fun. But... It's, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be, it's such a different feeling and vibe and everything around the club. And I told, when we talked about last week, I wouldn't, it wouldn't have surprised me one bit if Mike Astley raised the price of Newcastle based on what they had been accomplishing. And that is exactly what, according to the Chronicle, they have done.
0: Yeah. I think um when it, when it, when it comes to you, when it comes to Newcastle and um, everything that goes with it, you never quite know what's, what the actual issue is? There's always something going on, and the, the thing is, the Chronicle obviously they they every day it's a different, it's kind of a different headline, and you probably you probably saw the headlines this week from yesterday when Rafa's obviously hoping that Newcastle can uh, look to win a trophy and get in the top ten, but again you're, you're dealing with a man that says he can't and he won't.
2: Yeah, it's uh, it's it, you know, Ashley. Ashley wants to get paid and get out. So until uh. Until that takes place, uh, it's gonna be, you know, it's gonna be one of those things. I mean, they, uh, they're just gonna, I don't know, they're gonna have to just figure it out. <laughs> so, I think it's, you said before it's, that uh, you... It's, it's, it, should be, it should be an interesting, it should be an interesting month because, I mean, Benitez is now gonna be courted by Arsenal big time. We yeah. know that. Yeah. So, uh, so now it's 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 gonna be interesting on kind of how this all plays out.
0: Yeah, I think when it comes to the, as I said to Neil, as I said to Neil earlier, that um, when it comes to um, uh, this, you know, this buyout clause with uh, Benitez, which ends uh, at at the end of the winter transfer window. So um, he, you know, if Henry's going to pay 5 million or 6 million, like Neil said, he thinks it's uh, 6 million, the buyout. Um, I think, you know, it's not a lot of money uh, when it comes to getting him, but that's the worry. At the back of my mind is that um, if somebody comes in and wants to, you know, invest in a in a Champions League manager, um, especially the takeover, we don't we don't even know what's going on. And what's your thoughts on that? Because people always say that the best the best thing is when you hear nothing.
2: Yeah, that's you. the 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 less you hear from Amanda Stavely, the less you hear from any of the buyers, the best, because that means things are being done, things are being worked on. You know, let Ashley do all his talk in the press. I mean, that's or let, let his people do whatever they're whatever they're filtering out there, because that's their job. He's trying to get the best price he can. But when you're hearing too – we heard way, way, way too much from Amanda Staveley and whatnot during that first. Uh, transfer thing. You know, and it, it completely blew up. So I think the less is like you said, less is more. Less is definitely more. And I think that's one uh one thing I want to hear. Remember you know how my you know how my feelings are about transfers. I just want to see the guy holding up a jersey or a scarf in front of St. James's Park. Until then I'm not believing anything. Same thing. Until I see the new owner uh you know holding up a new scarf after they bought the club or Mike Ashley has agreed to give Rafa Benitez the funds and he's already cutting the check. <laughs> Better run to the bank and cash that quickly. You know, I mean, just, uh, it's, to me, I think, that, I think that, that's what we have to wait on as Newcastle fans.
0: Yeah, I think um, the fact that he's, you know, the, the interesting thing I took from this week uh, was last week, so it was when he said, um, like Rafa said, he wants to meet with him as soon as possible, blah, blah. And then the reply came back, obviously, Lee Ryder mentioned it that the talks are going to be at the end of the season you can't wait till the end of the season when it comes to everything to do with transfers, to do with you know, the, the academy, to, the target he's got um, you can't. The, the premiership waits for no man and I think when we saw Rafa last week um, on the pitch and you know, he was very emotional because I don't think he could quite believe that he managed to pull it off against the man, the gambling
2: man. Yeah, no joke. I mean, there's no doubt that we thought, remember, when, remember whenever we were talking early on in, in, uh, in January, and I said that Mike Ashley is a gambler, and he's rolling the dice right now, that he's going to be able to stay in the Prem and that is going to bring everything that he wants. Well, he rolled exactly what he needed to roll on the craps table because he's good to go. You know, Now he has got an established primership club full of confidence, with a great manager who, let's be honest, still has a contract through the next year. He's still on contract for another year. So Ashley's sitting there sitting pretty. You know, I mean, that's that's kind of how he feels right now. So it's really up to him. I mean, it really is. I mean, us the supporters, we're kind of just, we just kind of have to wait and see what happens. Uh, but you are correct, and they need to get some things done because it's not like Ashley's going to every single match and whatnot. I mean, you know, it, it, they only play a match once a week, for crying out loud. Newcastle's not in Europe. They're not in the FA Cup. They're not in anything else. So, that I mean, okay, if you want to go to the matches, that's fine. But the six other days during the week, you need to get in there and hammer out what's going to take place. And we'll see. I mean, it's, it, it, it's never dull being a Newcastle United fan. You know that.
0: Yeah, I think it's just been reported um, probably earlier today, but... Uh, that they reckon he's gonna, he wants four hundred million. We know yeah, that that's we what I'm saying. I just,
2: yeah, yeah. I just read that. I just read that before I came on air with you. Um, and I, I don't. I'm telling you, I don't blame him. I know. I think Newcastle's worth every penny of that, guys. <laughs> I, mean, I just do. Their their marketing potential, their international marketing potential. The the fact that they're one of the richest clubs in Europe already. You know, they're in the top twenty five or something. Not in Europe, in the world. I I could see why asking for that. I really could. I mean, it's a, it's a, I think it's a cash cow waiting for someone to take advantage and uh, and really take the club to the next level. Now, if if Amanda Savely, whoever the heck it is, mm-hmm. somehow finds a way to pay Ashley and finds a way to kind of put a lot of it to the first transfer window or something, I don't know, or maybe pays him over a certain amount of years. I'm not sure how that would all work out. I'm sure that something like that could be arranged too.
0: Well, it's, to me, it's a bit of an insult because he's, you know, we, we saw what he said uh, he wanted when it, when it comes to being repaid. And now to try and ask for another what, 40 million or to 40 million to 90 million. He no, he's um, gambling
2: again. I mean, yeah. the, man, the, man's still, the man's still rolling the dice at the craft stable. So he thinks he can keep rolling until he comes up crafts. So you know that as well as anybody. So they're going to keep rolling until they finally get until they finally crap out. And let's hope that that does not. Let's hope he's out the door before that takes place.
0: Yeah, because, I just, yeah, I just yeah. Kind of because yeah. yeah, the thing is, if the, if the, and I probably get <laughs> I know one thing will be happening, but when it comes to the fact that allegedly there are other um, bidders in for Newcastle, I can understand it. But, if if there are real other bidders and they are you know protected by this non-disclosure agreement, if they are out there, and um, you can understand it, okay, well I'll have a bit more. Then I haven't got any problem with the fact that he's would raise the price because you would. It's it's common sense that you would raise the price because absolutely, and I
2: guarantee he does have other bidders. He I guarantee he has other bidders now. Amanda Savely's best chance was to get this club in january february and she didn't do it i mean let's be honest She didn't she didn't take care of it i mean i know we hate ashley but she never stepped up to the plate
0: (laughs) you know money talks she she did make three bids though chris it is it is stated that it has been proved from george Culkin that she did make three bids and the worst thing about this he did he said he said she wasn't telling the truth and she was it's been proven. It's well,
2: probably, well, yeah, that's, just, that's just business mumbo-jumbo back and forth, like I said. But did she make any of the bids even close to what he, what he valued the team as?
0: Yeah. Well, I keep on saying it was 350, but I think 350 um, is, came along with a, lot, with a lot of parameters, especially with relegation. But with relegation now taken care of, I can understand why they're, re, they're re-talking. But you can't really... If it is just her... And there's no other reason to uh, say that there isn't. There is other somebody out there, and let's, But the fact that it's, um, you know, we, you know, we, you, you you put your hand up to the Bible. I think there's only one bidder, so for him to try and re-raise it, it's not credible to me. I think um, if you've got diff, if you've got a few other bidders, then fair enough, you would do it. But the fact that there's only one person who's bid for it, and there's no being, you know. That, that, I think Neil Moxie said he's heard it could be China. But I think that's wishful thinking, in the fact that it could be China, because, you know, obviously we've got the shirt sponsor uh, is from that area. And I think that's what he was hoping for, that if somebody comes in for the shirt, there could be interest on, in the club. But, you know, he's, he is sitting pretty, but this is a guy that doesn't want to invest in Newcastle. So why would you roll the dice? It, it To me, I, it yeah. makes no logical sense, because I want... I, that's why when Rafa Benitez turned around yesterday in the press, you know, I want to try and do it right, I want to do it the right way, I want Newcastle to compete. But when you've got a guy who would probably lie to his face anyway, it's logical, isn't it? That you would lie, you would, you would say, oh, you would say whatever you want to say, but when it comes to the, the fact that he is waiting uh, for a, a bid to come in, and Rafa says, okay, we need to do this now. But he turns around and says, "Let's wait till the end of the season." That I can understand that bit because you're playing for time. You know, I, you could I, I I get both sides of it. But the Premiership as with the Premier, the Premier League, you, you've got to go quick. You've got to go fast because even now he's worried that um, Kennedy could slip the net and he can only get him back one low.
2: Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, Chelsea's going to do what they do. That's but now you're dealing with another club. Yeah. Uh, it's I, I don't know. I mean, the bottom line is the club's here for the taking. Someone needs to step up and pay the money if they want it. I mean, it's kind of like, I mean, houses are kind of funny too. We talk about how some a house costs so much, but then if a shop, if a huge shopping center or some big you know entertainment center or, or something is built near it. Well then, the price of the house goes up. <laughs> it just yeah. does because yeah. now it's back to, you know. Now you're no longer out. You know, you're no longer out in the outskirts of the city limits. Now there's the city has come to you. So like for instance, like our property value has gone up because of things that have been built around us. Things have now been built around Newcastle. So the fact that the price has gone up doesn't surprise me. But you? Don't,
0: the only think, su- think the surprising thing is, uh, Chris, is that remember this is the guy that says he doesn't want. Any information to come out with regards to the takeover, and tonight he's gone to Sky Sports. He's you? rang them up, and he says, "This is the this is what really upsets me. Negotiations over the sale of Newcastle United, would need to make significant progress over the next month if they are to stand a chance of, uh, of success." Sky Sports News understands. He turned round and said he hates the fact that news comes out, and he does exactly what. He said she's been seen. So this is the, this is the problem with a guy that can't keep it straight.
2: No, well, it's all business. I mean, it's all about money. I mean, and there's no doubt that the man, when we're talking about money, that's what he knows. I and mean, He knows how to put pressure and get the right. So who knows? You've got two business people going at it, and we're kind of, you know, as fans in the club, we're kind of stuck in the middle. I don't care who's owning Newcastle United next year. I just care that whoever does invest. The way it needs to be invested in, exactly. and then we'll take the club forward with Rafa. That's exactly. the main thing. That's exactly. Main so, thing.
0: what do you think? This, what do you think is going to happen tonight? What do you think the score is going to be? You know, Before I have a pick against them, and I haven't been, I haven't been wrong.
2: I, uh, <laughs> I think one 0 I think I think one nil Newcastle. I could also see two nil or three 0 I could see them absolutely turning this team over because Everton's fans are on. I mean, the longer that Newcastle keeps possession. The madder they're going
0: to get. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, uh... <laughs> yeah, sounds good. I'm going to bring in John, the final call of the season. Good evening, John. Hey guys, John. Hey, you good, guys. good to hear from Hi. you. Hi. Hi. Hi.
2: Hi. 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 good evening,
0: gentlemen. from I have to go. No problem. Thanks, Chris. T- talk to you next week. See you, T- you next week. see you guys later. later. Take care. Bye bye. Good uh, Hi, John. So good evening to you. So it's it's been an interesting weekend for Newcastle United. Uh, we've obviously got a, a bit of a big game tonight, but again, as usual, takeover uh, talk uh, it today.
3: Wow, know, I'm going to to the game in a minute. But let's take all that, right? What was he asking mm-hmm. for? 380 million or to 400 million? Yeah. So uh, he's upped his price to what 100 million on the basis of staying up this season, right? Mm-hmm. I just think he's trying to play, trying to run, trying to price himself out here you now because he's just playing games. Right? He's there? Um, right. So he's trying to be. For me, I think he's trying to be greedy yet again. I just don't think he's going to get that sort of money. You know what I mean? But he's going to have a club, and I said this to you before. He's going to be of a club that he's. Not, he just doesn't really want, and he's asking for that sort of money. How can you justify that? We have a one note. We have a one a trophy in what? Fourth, thirty, sixty, year right? And he's asking for that sort of money. If we want to talk for you, right? You know, if we're successful, not the top four clubs, then yeah, okay, fair enough. But we haven't won out. I so can justify that sort of win. It's just trying to be greedy, man.
0: I think uh, because uh, the, I remember when John Richardson came out and he said a couple of weeks ago that negotiations have started again. So that that, yeah. that was good news. Obviously, unfortunately for for John, he got pelted because of it. But now yeah, yeah. Sky Sports. Which essentially means Mike Ashley has rang them up. Which, and this is—I've just said this to Chris. This is a guy that wants complete and utter silence when it comes to the fact that he wants to sell the club. But then he gets on the blower to Sky and says, "Listen, I, I want to be—I want—I want more money for the same." Well, it doesn't work like that. And I think she was going to—she was going to up the bid anyway. I believe anyway. You don't know until she does it, but. Um, the fact that he's trying to get more money out of the club is a bit strange, considering that you know you've got again Rafa Benitez is asking for support, and the guy is saying I want and I can't.
3: but absolutely amazing that. I mean, he's only doing that because Tom um, Ruff is around. Rafa there sort of thing. But like I said, it's just done. Um, oh, how do I put it? One minute he wants it quiet. And he goes on the phone, and like you said, he's just opening his mouth and saying, "I want that all I want." to nothing. He can't keep it. He can't. You can't believe this guy, man. You can't. I mean, it's so frustrating. I mean, we need this sort of And within four weeks, or oh, we could end up losing Rafa because Rafa needs to know what's going on at the club. He wants back in. He wants to know. He wants to move this club forward. He wants to be at the next ten year. And. Yeah, absolutely not for actually and it's so frustrating. And I think Rafa will get frustrated soon if it get gets
0: started. Yeah, but I think um because of this um you know, this buyer close which ends um in the summer, but uh, I think it's just after the transfer window. Uh, you can kind of go wherever, go whenever you want whoever the highest bidder, whoever comes in to, to to actually say right, okay, we want you But that's the problem, isn't it? Um, he, he's going to, have to do a lot of work before that. So if he if he does start to bring in players, and just say everything coming late, and they're going to wait until the end of the transfer window. So you know, it, to me, it's a bit of a, it, a strange time to put in a um, you know this this six million clause when he can go for free. I think he'll be there for next season. But when it when it comes to um, Mike Ashley, like. You know, even at the start of the game, the end of the game, you can imagine um, Rafa will deflect everything that's happening with this takeover talk. But um, it is, you know, it just it just raises the, you know, the, the Newcastle fans' um, reaction to Mike Ashley. You know, he, he's got he's got a Champions League manager essentially in charge of the club, and he he's gambled again to a man and, and to me. it's... It's probably Rafa is his finest moment keeping Newcastle up with five games, four games to go.
3: I agree with you there. I mean, we need to, we need to keep him there for a long, long time. And um, he's gambling. He, uh, you talk about gambling, the club again, he always gambles, actually. Don't he? he always does it all the time. And one of these days, this time, it's just going to blow up at his face. He's got to keep Rafa at all cost. No matter what, okay. And that means seeing that was last year in kind contract. Of because anything that happened within 12 months, that's all it, But, we need to keep this guy in Newcastle United. Otherwise, that is it. Do we'll so, you a score like, line for
0: tonight? Before we, before we end the show, give me a score. Um, we, we've got 5 in the We'll make
3: it 6 in the Rua. I mean, I'm a very confident It's 2 team, I to, I'm going to go for 2-1 two, to Newcastle
0: one, Excellent Thanks so much John we'll get, well, Hopefully next week We'll be As clear as mud When it comes to Newcastle United <laughs> But that's two uh, That's two uh, People that said Newcastle are going to win tonight And I'm going to go for A 1-0 victory as well So thanks so much John We'll catch Good you next you. week Thanks for calling uh, me Before the match See you, man. See you next week
3: Thanks for Take
0: care
3: Bye Take Got nothing in my brain.
0: Toon Talk this evening. Remember, if you want to listen back to the show, just go to www.toontalk.co.uk and you'll be able to listen back to all the show. And remember, just go to, to Talk and you'll be able to listen back on any hand or device anywhere. Else. Take care. Thanks so much for calling into the show tonight. Listen to the show. Remember, with our main guest this evening, was Neil.